This is Tauri Talk, the podcast from the Scuderia Alpha Tauri Formula One team. What did you do? What did you do? Hello and welcome to a special episode of Tauri Talk, the official podcast of the Scuderia Alvatari F1 team, taking you behind the scenes as to what life is like inside Formula One. I'm Josh, the admin, and today we're lucky enough to have Yuki in our Fienza office, fresh off the announcement that he'll be staying with us for another year. So, Yuki, thank you very much for giving us your time today. Yeah, you're welcome, of course. So, first things first, congratulations on signing for another year. Thank you. But I'm sorry to say that means another year of intense and hard training. Well, preparation I did for the season was much more than uh, last year, and I felt definitely benefits or you know, increased increase in performance. So... Well, of course, still I hate it. At the same time, I know I can, you know, have a good performance in the race. So just continue like this. So it must be good to get that contract extension out of the way now that there's like less distractions surrounding you. In the racing, as soon as I wear a helmet or go into monocoque or chassis, you know, I forget those things, uh, which is my strength, I would say. But outside of racing, for sure, you know, yeah, especially last three, four rounds, yeah, it's a little bit disturbing from those things, but. It is what it is, and uh, I still have a good confidence compared to last year. So, just I stick to my performance. I was focusing to help the team, you know, and the target is still same the rest of the season. So, yeah, still looking forward to it, and definitely better feeling after that contract announcement. So, you've just been told that you're racing in F1 for another year. Who's the first person that you text or you call? Uh, my parents. Yeah, sure. Um, especially my dad was a little bit worrying about those things. So yeah, I called him. Yeah, I'm sure both him and your mother would be very, very excited. Yeah, especially second half of the season. Lots of things that I'm really looking forward to. Japanese Grand Prix especially. And you know, um, on top of that, I got a good news uh, for them also to me as well. So feeling good, yeah. So off the back of this news, have you brought yourself any treat yourself gifts lately um, in celebration don't think too hard yeah well I, I'm not spending much money to myself recently so which is a good thing uh, good step compared to last year um, overall feels better um, it's hard it's hard um, probably I went to Milan and had a Japanese food there which is my favorite restaurant uh, it's proper Japanese food and there's a Japanese chef, which I always go with a friend, so that was good. So the ultimate gift that you reward yourself is a nice night out having Japanese food. Yeah, it was food, yeah. Got it. So going back to the performance you were talking about before, now that you're well and truly into your second year, what would you say is the biggest difference between the Yuki that started with us in Bahrain last year to the Yuki now who's just signed for a third year? Well, if I show you guys my belly or stomach... Uh, uh, I think <laughs> it will be easy. It's an easy difference. <laughs> Definitely, most different was the physical, I'll say. And with driving, I will say is just a tiny bit, to be honest. Um, but I think around the driving, for example, how I should approach the mentality side, definitely, yeah, got increased um, those parts and more in control, more feel re- relaxed in the race week. I know how to handle most of the situations because, to be honest, last year I. 
experience pretty much all of it, you know, um, the worst things or something like that. So, and those parts definitely had a bit of more advantage compared to uh, last year into the race week. So uh, I think those parts uh, feel much different. Is there a track that you feel that you didn't get the most out of either last year or this year and that you're really looking forward to visiting again now that you know you're going to be here next year? Imola will be the you know, track. I, I did quite well. I did well this year. I want to put it all together to have more better results. And even I, had, I got a good result. The qualifying wasn't ideal this year, which was P15. And I was able to progress from then in the spring qualifying and race. But I was expecting more. I like Imola, first of all. The track is amazing and home track for us. So yeah, next year, hopefully I can put it all together more and have a good race weekend. I don't have the track I don't like much, to be honest. Um, every track I like it, every part of the track, they have a characteristic, which is good. I'm always enjoying. And I would say probably because I don't have much experience in Europe track. So that's why you know, I'm always able to enjoy the track. So we're in the middle of a two-week break now that the Russian Grand Prix was cancelled. How have you been spending your time? Um, training, bit of rest time, but um, I had actually enough rest in the summer break. So I would say just training, playing the video games with the Japanese friends. Playing games is to me sometimes really stressful and already damaged my phone I was just going to ask how the condition of your phone is. <laughs> phone screen. Um, yeah. Anyway, this uh, iPhone 14, they announced it. So uh, time to switch the new chassis, I would say to 14. We can make bets of how long that one's going to last as well. Yeah, I will definitely treat well, much better. And I feel sorry already to my iPhone 12. So anyway, I think um, video games definitely helps when you're having a bit of stress about the racing or even not about the racing, but it's you no know, contract thing last four rounds. Like I said, I was it's a bit a bit worrying, no? it's a bit stressing, not comfortable, but uh, video games able to do, forget those things. It's a stress relief. Yeah. Also good to chat with the friends, with the Japanese, because only time that I speak Japanese is that time video games. Other than that, I'm speaking English, which is good. Um, also feeling little by little the progressing for English uh, level, uh, which is good. So yeah, I'll stick my same routine that video games and training. And uh, I'm guessing it's only Apex Legends that you're playing at the moment. Yep. Apex Legends. I play since when I was probably Dragon Formula 2. And yeah, also the iRacing as well, sometimes. You have a simulator in your house? Yeah, I have a simulator in my house. I don't like much simulator, to be honest. It's not, for me, it's realistic. But at the same time, it's, uh, for example, iRacing is the most closest software to me that you can play in PC. And actually, I always do it before the race week. And I sometimes also do it with my engineers, set up the car, how I can improve. For example, Netherlands, I was doing before the race week because last year I couldn't adapt quickly, if I remember correctly. But this year, I able to quite bang on from FP1, and which was happy. And um, I was in P10. I was quite happy about it. So uh, yeah, a bit of a combine between uh, Apex Legends and iRacing. Uh, iRacing, normally I'm doing just before I fly to uh, the track that is ahead. So. so it has its benefits. It's not just a game where you play. It's a game where you can help tune your mind into like the upcoming races. Yeah, kind of warm up, I think. And... The track that even you don't know, you can practice or, you know, have a kind of idea of how you can drive fast. Of course, it's not all the time that it will be exactly the same power drive uh, in the real car, but it's quite similar, I would say. And lap time, I would say, 
always similar. Are your times on iRacing faster than a real circuit? Sometimes yes, but sometimes no. But it's always within like one second, which is uh, that's, that's pretty, not bad. yeah, which is pretty impressive for simulator. Even we're using the Formula One car from last year because they only have a, a twenty twenty or twenty twenty one car. Like I said, I set up a car with engineer to make the car close as much as possible to twenty twenty two car, and always being within one seconds or sometimes exactly the same. So um, it's really good. Yeah. And how are you preparing for tracks that aren't on iRacing? For example, Singapore that's up next. Like that's a very difficult track to try and learn and also to try and race because it's really, really hot and humid there. So how do you prepare physically and mentally and trying to learn the track for that one? Yeah, Singapore is uh, really famous for heat and humid. And actually I never went there, but um, my training coach, performance coach, <laughs> He's in this room. You can say I know, it. I know. I know. I know how's it. Training coach. <laughs> what are you? No, no, no. no come here for a second. I've I've actually got an extra mic. Come here. <laughs> it's Noel. Yeah. Tra- training coach. How do you say? The, the only other person that has a worse idea of what my job is is my mum, <laughs> and I can allow that. I'm, I don't know to be insulted, offended, <laughs> or just plain hurt. <laughs> okay. So, in your own words, then, what are you to Yuki Sonoda? I'm his everything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to dive into that because that could be dangerous. I, and I think that Pierre would get jealous. Uh, that's true. Um, so I am Yuki Sonoda's performance coach. What does that entail? Are you getting him ready for Singapore? I am getting him ready for Singapore. <laughs> and because he's not going to answer it now, so he's going to lean on you to do most of the work, which shocking. How is the preparation going for that? Well, what we've been trying to do is trick his body to get better at preparing for hot environments and honestly the best sort of proof of that working at the moment is that everywhere is that we go he's cold and I'm hot <laughs> so I think you know in the technical term you'd call it moving his set point his set point has moved so um yeah I'm wearing shorts and t-shirt today and he's got long trousers and a shirt jacket type combination yeah, he started the podcast with the jacket on and I said look it's gonna get warm in here no no, no I'm cold so uh, yeah, generally I'm quite good at heat. So, and also we're training to even better for up to the heat. For example, doing sauna, is that secret? Probably we should be secret. But sauna is like also you can enjoy it and uh, relax. So and I like it anyway. There's also. there's no secrets except for the secret sauce. But so we can't we can't <laughs> we can't give everything away. Else I'll be still out trying of, to get that recipe. <laughs> <laughs> else I'll be out of the job. But um no, so we do a lot of sauna uh, and. Uh, certain workouts uh, that'll be in hot environments. And actually, this week, we've got some uh, little curveballs I'm going to throw at Yuki that he doesn't know about yet mm. to uh, just to really push home that final, hopefully, 10%. Yeah, so you've flown out from England to uh, Italy here to help train Yuki for this week. I'm going to go ahead and mute Yuki's microphone. You tell me one secret training curveball so we can listen to it and he can't. So he can't hear us now. So when he's finished with his uh, Ronaldo-style jaw trainer, which, <laughs> which <laughs> is a daily workout for him, not prescribed by performance coach, um, uh, this week he's going to be doing workouts where uh, he has to wear some extra layers and would basically turn the air conditioning off in the gym. Um, we're not trying to make it crazy hot, but make it hotter and more uncomfortable than normal. Perfect. All right. Yuki, you didn't hear any of that, so look forward to this week's sessions. Yeah. There'll be sauna in there, so you can look forward to that. 
course, uh, I was looking forward to training and I was enjoying. So uh, You can't even keep a straight face, he's looking at the ground. <laughs> Look at that body language. <laughs> so I wanted to celebrate today's announcement by going through some of your top moments with the team. It's Yuki's best moments so far. Off the top of your head, what would you say is your favorite moment so far in your F1 career? Uh, well, I think I was at Bahrain or Abu Dhabi. Wait, Bahrain first race or either last race in Bahrain? No, Abu right. Dhabi, sorry. Pick, uh, pick one because I, have actually, I actually have both of those lined up to listen to. So pick one that you want to listen to. Bahrain first race, yeah. All right, Bahrain is where you got points on debut, finishing in P9. Uh, let's take a listen when you cross the finish line. No, you did a fantastic race. Fantastic race. We are going to have fun this year. Ah, uh, I'm sorry. I'm really, really sorry for the first lap. Uh, the car was amazing. Just to, I first lap and uh, I'm really sorry for the team. But I think good boys, uh, good efforts all this weekend. It was not easy weekend, but I'm, I'm really good. Good for the one debut, and I'm really proud of you guys. Thank you very much. Your first thoughts when you cross the line when your engineer is congratulating you is to apologize for the first lap. Yeah, I'm surprised for that. <laughs> You're uh, not the same person anymore. No, I'm still the same person. I'm still apologize everyone. But anyway, uh, well, yeah, first lap wasn't amazing. I remember clearly that uh, start was, I lost probably like six cars or six positions, something like that. Um, nearly the end of the grid. That's why, you know, I, I also the pace and able to score points from there. So the pace was really amazing. So I, soon as I crossed the line, I felt more, not upset, but a bit more disappointed. Yeah, because I knew if I start properly, I feel like there's more potential to finish the higher position. So I feel straight away those feeling rather than happy. So that's why I straight away apologize. But of course I was happy scoring points and like a hear from Mattia, my engineer, like he was really happy. Yeah, it was a, it was a emotional moment, I would say. It was, it was really, really nice. And the other race that you mentioned was um, you're talking about Abu Dhabi at the end of last year, the final race of the season, where you sent an absolute dive bomb down in uh, Valtteri Bottas' Mercedes uh, on the final lap. And uh, yeah, I actually have that audio right here. Check reflex, Yuki. Was, that was before. Mega. Mega race. Man, nice one. Nice one. Oh, good way to finish the race, man. It's the best way to finish the year, Yuki. Fantastic. I think that's probably the happiest I've ever heard you over the radio. Yeah, I think so far it probably is. The P4 was, uh, was really nice. And also, I think the race weekend in Abu Dhabi was, I would say, complete race weekend. Um, from AP1 to AP3, I was pretty quick. Qualifying especially, I went Q3 with a medium tire, which only Mercedes and only I went uh, with a medium tire. So I'm feeling, feeling great. So yeah, that was that was really complete race weekend. And I think definitely best way to finish end of the season. And also definitely good for the team to let them feel more you know comfortable for the, this year, next year, you know, more confidence ahead of the 2022. So yeah, I think that was really good. And also amount of the... The races, I struggled a lot in 2021 season and, you know, team always helps me, always alongside of me to help as much as possible to progress. And I, yeah, finally, I able to have a good race in Abu Dhabi. Uh, it took a long time, actually, than I expected, but that was the first time I struggled as much as like that in my even racing career. So as soon as I lost the 
big confidence since Imola. So yeah, that was really happy moments. And how important is getting a result like that at the end of the year, looking into the, the following year ahead? Like it's your second season, you're coming back off a high, finishing P4. Does that stay in your mind or is it complete reset? It's a new season, go. I was really motivated like a lot because I had a good result in brass race. And I start to feel because especially second half of the season 2021, I start to also train really hard. And that result shows that if I train more, I can have more consistent results. And yeah, and also for the team, you know, I think they also feel more confidence to myself that I can fight for points in 2022. So yeah, I think definitely the best way to finish this. Yeah, obviously they feel confident in you. They've signed you for another year. So that, that's obviously a good sign. Yeah. Noel, obviously you've been with Yuki since his first test with us all the way till now. What would you say is Yuki's most complete weekend as a driver? I have one in mind, I think. That's not the ones we've talked about, even though I think Abu Dhabi was one of the best. But do you have any weekend that stands out working with Yuki that really showed you, wow, there's a difference here? Yeah, I think definitely like you go back to that Abu Dhabi weekend because we talk a lot about how it's not just what happens at three o'clock on a Sunday. It's like building from session to session. And that weekend, like you didn't, you like, literally just didn't miss a beat. And I think there've been like, other standout performances, but if you go back to that weekend, the the contrast between maybe some of the weekends at the beginning of the year where there'll be a good session and there'll be a bad session, then there'll be a good session, then there'll be a bad session. And then you're coming into the race and quality, you're just not, as confident and I actually think that that morning Josh you and I had breakfast and we both said like today could be big like I think if I remember we we both said like it just feels like it's going to be a really good weekend for for Yuki the signs were there yeah so for me that's yeah again one of the most probably complete weekends the other one I had in mind was actually you mentioned it earlier Yuki was Imola this year even though the qualifying didn't go so well, it was P15 or P16 off the top of my head, the race pace was incredible. And the focus that you had all the way through that race was just insane. And uh, to finish P7? Yeah, I think P7. Yeah, was for me one of your most complete races, at least as a driver. And yeah, let's yeah. take a listen to this. Chocolate flag, chocolate flag. Lift off, safe fuel. Yuki is P7. It was a very good race, very good. You had the pace, you had the pace, and uh, you kept focus, good overtakes, nothing to say. Uh, good job, guys. I think we, we did a good recovery. Um, also, some thanks for the factory people, I think, who, get, who comes today, also working beginning of the season. Um, yeah. Yeah, so your race engineer, Mattia, obviously doesn't really show much emotion ever. I think the most we heard was... Abu Dhabi, the same as you. Yeah. Um, but you could tell, I mean, I've known Matteo a while now, you can tell in his voice he's really, really happy and proud of that result because it was such a strong drive. Yeah, I would say, yeah, Imola was always spot on, gaining position in the first lap, uh, in spring qualifying especially, and race, also the race pace was super consistent. Uh, even it was like a half wet, it was difficult condition, able to keep the car on the track and um, overtake a couple of cars. So, Definitely, I enjoyed it, and especially I wanted to make the good results as much as possible. You know, factory people who worked in Faenza because you know they did such a hard work in the off season. It was super busy, 
Because yeah, and you mentioned it in, in, in the yeah. team radio message as well. It's yeah. another thing to also commend you on because you're thinking about everyone at the factory once you've just finished such a good race. One of your first instincts is to say, yeah. oh, thanks everyone from the factory for coming yeah. down because we had a small stand for everyone at the factory that we gave tickets to. Yeah, every laps I saw the you know AlphaTauri flags from the grandstand, you know, waving the uh, AlphaTauri logo and I saw every laps and definitely it gave me uh, extra you know energy. And yeah, I think... Also, really good for the people, you know, to that, you know, home track. And because most of the people who work in factories come from Faenza, living in Faenza, and um, they have a good story. So I uh, also really wanted to drive fast, make a good result. Especially, you know, like I said, I also want to say thanks to, the, you know, those people to, with my driving. So, yeah, I think it was, I, was, I was really happy. Yep. So looking ahead to the rest of the season... Now that your mind's a little bit more at ease, even though you said you weren't worrying about it. Besides looking forward to Japan, which track are you most excited to revisit again and that you feel that there might be a good result on the table? Well, every track's I'm expecting good results. Um, That's a spirit. <laughs> besides of Japan, I would say either Mexico or Abu Dhabi. Yeah, I think those two tracks. Mexico last year, but I showed a good pretty good performance, especially in short run. But unfortunately, I have to take the engine penalty, so that's why I have to, anyway, start from the back of the grid. And I end up in the first lap, in turn one, due to the crash. So Mexico, yeah, I also I enjoy the track as well. So Mexico or Abu Dhabi, you know, like the track I took the best positions so far in the Formula 1 career, so yeah. And again, taking Japan out, because we all know it's your favourite, which food are you looking forward to the most for the rest of the season? Because this is a tough one. You've yeah. got like USA barbecue, we've got Mexican tacos, we've even got Singapore chicken rice or laksa or something. I also Texas. I think last year, to be honest, I didn't explore enough. So I didn't enjoy Texas beef. That's m- partly on our, uh, Nolan and I's fault. We, we, we ditched you. Yeah. And also, I didn't, to be honest, I, I didn't feel really special. <laughs> I didn't really special to the Texas beef. You didn't feel special? Yeah, no, that's why I didn't explore enough, ah. definitely. That's, so that's why I have to properly ex, um, explore around because still, you know, every people said that Texas beef is amazing. Um, yeah, we, both Noel and I can attest to that. You know, you should have just joined us. Will we? Yeah, I will. Um, def- you should get an earlier flight. I mean, that was your big problem. But uh, this year, I don't know if we should, we should tell the locals, but... We're uh, we're gonna extend our stay after the race, so no. we've got like a couple extra days there. Why? You have? Yep. I, yep. I I've seen the flight plan. Why? 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 <laughs> I'm straight why? to Mexico because we're we're staying in America for three extra days. Why? Because otherwise we go to um, we go to Mexico next. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Sure. And it's an opportunity to go try the best barbecue. So any recommendations for barbecue? I think we should have hang out, explore a bit more. Sent to Noah Carroll Instagram message. That's a good idea. <laughs> That's a nice little yeah. plug as well. Yeah. 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 We want the uh, we want the, the best barbecue. Any low and slow, whatever you got. Send us send us your recommendations. And did we ever do top five foods by country? I know we've like we've talked about it like off air, but did we go through your top five? Because it, I top think it five changes. is a lot. I know, but it changes a lot. So like, let's no, get it. No, I won't. You don't change a lot. It does. No, top five is okay. Go. Okay. P1, Japan, P2, Italy, P3, Spain, P4, France, France. In the Formula 1 schedule, yeah. Formula that 1. That can be anything. 
P5. I'll say Grace. Yeah, Grace Seafood was amazing. Um, so those top five. Yeah. See, this is why I say it changed. Because before August, Greece wasn't in the top five. Yeah, true. Well, I, I was thinking either USA or Greece. Okay, well, I'm not going to strain your brain anymore today. Thank you again for coming in. That's all the time that we have for today. So I uh, want to thank Yuki once again for agreeing to pop into the factory for this special episode. Thank you very much, Yuki. Thank you so much, everyone. Uh, see you next time. And special thank you to Noel Carroll for sitting in the corner about taking up the mic when I threw it at him. Can't believe you flew me in, especially for this. I mean, I had to get up at 4am, but it was worth it. That explains a lot. Okay, thank you very much, Noel. You can subscribe to Tarry Talk on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts to find all the latest episodes. Until the next time, have a good one. Bye.